Hi, everybody. It's Richard with High on Healthy. And joining us today, we have Brad Wells, who's the founder of Reunion Costa Rica. Welcome aboard, Brad. Thank you. Nice to meet you. So, Brad, um, you know, you've had an interesting journey. I was taking a look and listening uh, to a few things earlier. And actually, you and I, I believe, met along the way. I'm not sure where. Uh, I did note in your profile you went to Royal Roads, which is actually, oh, I can look at it over my left shoulder. It's about half a kilometer from my window. Okay. Um, so I don't know if we met at some point when you were out here or if I met you in Toronto uh, during one of your uh, events or activities. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to build Reunion. Sure. Um, well, I'll maybe start with how I ended up uh, doing a plant medicine journey. It was... Yep. Kind of unexpected. I, I I didn't sign up for it. I was really looking for a place just to to take a break, take a holiday. And um, my days in the U.S. I was I was reaching as a Canadian. There's only so many days you can be in the U.S. And and, and I was reaching those those days. So I um, you know, tell me about this this retreat center in Costa Rica that he went to, where you could mm -hmm. do um, plant medicine. Plant medicine. And I said, well, what's that? He said ayahuasca. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. In, in, <laughs> you know it's meditation it's yoga it's not far from the beach it's it's healthy food it, it's just a you know really a, a week to a, a week to reflect so um two weeks later i i was there and thinking that i was in for just a, a relaxing holiday and realized that i was at a plant medicine center where really the whole focus was 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 plant medicine and ayahuasca so my first text to him on the monday was WTF, like this was not what I had signed up for, um, you know, because the meditation, the food, the the workshops really all supported the the medicine journey. Right. You know, and so, so, you know, to walk a bit through what you like, you talk about the medicine and the food, but that that actually speaks to being a, a bit more than just a, a visit and a session. Describe yeah, actually what you I went through. I signed up for a whole week. It was a, okay. a one full week retreat, um, you know, really some relaxing downtime. I thought I was going to be doing some, you know, meditation and, and movement mm -hmm. yoga. And, and the program was set up to support, you know, for the individual to support them when they're doing these, these uh, ayahuasca journeys in ceremonies in the evening. Right. So I did three of these journeys and I looked, my next text to him was, thank you for being my friend. Right. And, so well, WTF to thank you, for <laughs> my, my friend. And because I really just had a profound experience and right. I, I could tell that the people, you know, that I was interacting with the other guests really had a profound experience as well. So that was kind of the beginning of, of my experience with, with plant medicine and in particularly with, with ayahuasca. So that was your first experience with plant medicine. That was my first experience with plant medicine. I would say it's probably my first experience with psychedelics. Other, you know, I, I remember going early in high school doing mushrooms one night. Uh, right. But 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 really, it wasn't a you know ceremonial experience. It was it was really all about uh, um, just out and having fun, and that was in high school. So, you know, the, my real first experience in any kind of ceremonial setting was was about four four and a half years ago. Okay, and since then, how often have you participated? Quite a number of times, you yeah. know, like it would it would be into into the hundreds. Um, I went back a number of times as as a guest, uh, right? And I started to volunteer um, in in the medicine space, and, and that kind of led me to founding Reunion. Right, and so 
the you know the reunion program itself is focused on the LGBTQ plus community. Well, we have a specific program. So okay. instead of just every week is the same week with, with new guests, right? The focus of reunion is has a couple of different focuses. And one of those is on the LGBTQ plus community. Right. Um, where we have you know specific retreat weeks. We're, we have our first one this October. And next year we have four uh, on, on four different weeks planned. And then in 2025, we're hoping to be able to do 10 uh, different retreats for for the community. Well, that's fantastic, and and you bring together also psychologists at the same time to help people who are discovering and addressing issues. Yeah, it's really a you know doing doing plant medicine in my own experience. You yep. know, that's kind of the beginning of the of the process. The the after work, the integration, as as people refer to it, is is really important. And you know, we have a a, a team, a, you know, medical team to make sure that you know. A person's healthy that yep. they're okay on the uh, um, you know pre-doing a ceremony we, mm-hmm. we do have some psychologists on our team as well uh three currently that help if doing you know assessments to make sure the person's okay to do the ceremonies and then right. we also have that same team if necessary to help on the support and integration afterwards right and i mean that's fantastic i mean with ayahuasca we always there's different risks than there are with you know certain other Things. So it's good that you have a doctor around because although it's almost always fine, there are some people who have reactions. Yeah, safety is um, one of the primary focuses for us. It's we're not for profit center. Right. So, you know, our focus isn't on getting as many people through as, as we can to, to grow that top line. Our, our focus is, is really on the guest and being a not for profit allows us to have that focus. There's 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 no shareholders or there's no profit line that we're, we're trying to hit. Right. No, and that's, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, the, it's an altruistic approach and it's, you know, with regards to mental health, it really is something which has to, you know, first and foremost for people has to be the benefit and, you know, companies and organizations that put the profit first in the space, considering how fundamental it is, I really have to question a lot about. Well, and again, just based on my own experience, you know, I, I was in business before and in that was always the driving focus. Of, of course, <laughs> you know that's that's what business is about. Yep. Um, being able to establish reunion with with the guest experience as the focus is is it, it's really been you know I'm I'm happy to be able to do that. I'm, I, I'm enjoying it. Right. The the benefit really I, I share a huge part of that benefit just in in experiencing how we're able to do this. Right. Of course. And you know, so you know that there's a lot of different directions we could go, but. Um, you get a you get a personal benefit from seeing others through their journey, right? And, well, and that's that's and I'm, I, I and that's a that's rewarding. Yeah, and I'm careful when I'm asked the question: Do I, you know, what do I get out of reunion? Because normally that question is a financial. It, 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 you know, there's a financial idea. Oh, what do you, what do you draw out of reunion? What do you? you yeah, know, no, no. Let's like like. Yeah. Uh, no, it's this, this sort of this sort of activity is not about putting dollars in the pocket. Even if somebody ends up making a profit, that doesn't matter. It's about really how are you, you know, there's two different sides. The person who's going through it is opening up and exploring themselves and themes about themselves. But you as the, you know, for want of a better term, the, the facilitator or the organizer are also seeing others through a journey 
and probably learning about yourself at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I was at the MAPS event uh, a couple of months ago in, in Denver. In, yep. in, we, were, we were at a dinner for, for the vets and a, in, in a past guest came up to me that was at reunion and she sat down beside me and she said, Brad, you know, um, I was at reunion uh, uh, almost a year ago. And, right. um, you know, really want to say, I feel like the place saved my life. And, you know, I was like, oh, thank you, you know, and right. grabbed my hand and she, or she teared up. And she said, no, I really think that I wouldn't be here today had I not experienced plant medicine. You know, so, I mean, it kind of says it all. It does. I mean, there's a lot of people who are struggling. And, you know, there's been a, you know, a huge upswing in the number of people who are seeking uh, help for mental injuries and mental issues. Uh, since the since COVID, because that whole period allowed people to spend time with themselves and also begin to recognize the issues they were struggling with, but also it's destigmatized. Whereas hmm. a few years ago, anybody speaking to their personal issues with regards to their mind were looked at side-eyed. Yeah, so true, so true. Right. I think what I see is is, you know, I certainly grew up thinking that all of my issues, all of my stories I was telling myself were, were unique to me. Other people weren't going through this. Yeah. You know? And I, I think the benefit of where we are more so now than, than in the past is there's an understanding that, you know, all of us have, have issues. All of us have stuff that's come up in our lives. Um, and, and, you know, what do we, how do we want to handle that? How do, what do we want to do with it? In, in plant medicine in particular, um, is, is, is such a powerful way to, to work through some of that. It is because it, it, it drops the barriers between you and yourself. Yeah. yeah. So that you actually can confront the issues and it's not confront it's you, yes, you're confronting, but you're accepting, but you're just addressing them without any barrier. And that's huge because, you know, society teaches us to build barriers. Right. And it teaches us to conform and not be our authentic selves all the time to portray ourselves the way people will expect us to be. And right. when you're going through a plant medicine process, you're removing those con constructs and just allowing, you know, you to deal with yourself. And it's the same as, you know, for people who are abused, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm the one speaking this a bit, but, you know, for somebody who's been abused, you hide those things in your back and you create a barrier that you won't accept them. And the same thing for ourselves as our personalities or our, you know, our beings when we're different from normal as what normal is defined in, in the community. So how right. do you address that through your workshops as well? Like, let's walk through what those do. The different than normal is such a, you know, that's a big statement. Right. Um, so my own experience, and this will lead into why the LGBTQ weeks, my own experience with plant medicine, Richard, is, you know, I had done a number of ceremonies mm -hmm. and I was sitting there one night and I just had this real realization, you know, it's almost like I was talking to somebody and, mm -hmm. and I heard, hey, you don't really like yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I know, like, you know, not, not wanting to go there. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it was like, no, you, you really, you don't, you really don't like yourself. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, kind of like, yeah, I know that, you know. And then I just sat with it and I was like, wow, like to the core, right? I do not like myself. 
you know, um, the only word I could use was self-hatred, uh-huh. you know, and I just sat there with that and I was like, why, like, does this stuff work? Like, how can I hate myself so much um, after doing ayahuasca? And, and what I realized it was because I've done ceremonies with ayahuasca, I could finally face this self-hate. I right. almost, almost had to work up to it. And, and for me, Richard, um, you know, I knew from an early age that I was gay, but I buried it. Like, you know, I, I buried it. I, I grew up in a home where being gay meant you're going to hell. Right. I, you know, there was just no room for an individual identity in, in anything other than this, you know, Catholic church kind of stereotypical way. So, you know, I swore I would never, I would never let that part of me out. In, in what I realized that night in, in plant medicine, that I had a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could live more in integrity and more authentically, um, or I could go back to my life. You know, I was married uh, to, to a wonderful person, for a wonderful woman for 25 mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, so it was, I would say plant medicine didn't out me, but plant medicine gave me just a real clarity of choice as to how I wanted to live my life. Right. And I think that's what these ceremonies do that these um, psychedelics can do for us is is just bring clarity and then allows us to to make a choice as how do how do we want to live the rest of our lives yeah it's very hard for people to gain perspective on themselves because Mm -hmm. we're view ourselves so subjectively and through a lens that's very different than everybody else sees us as well and what you're describing is you know the removal of those barriers and you know, I, I always tell people I'm perfectly normal. Everybody's divergent from me (laughs) and you're perfectly normal as well. And I'm divergent from you. Right. right? Because that is our, our perspective and our place in the universe. And it's hard when we deny anything about ourselves because we're creating an imperfect universe around us at that point. In in that is such a profound understanding that plant medicine at least for me you know played a big part in in that realization you know it's it's basically the realization that we're not broken mm-hmm. you know yeah. that who i am is not broken right some of these exactly. stories i believed about myself and um you know they don't necessarily serve me right um, but it doesn't mean that at the core i'm a broken individual you know so no um, not at all so out of that you know, is really where the founding of a reunion came from in, in the special emphasis on the LGBTQ plus community um, b- because of understanding firsthand, you know, the, the issues, the, the the deep issues in in, in our community. Um, so specific weeks designed, you know, workshops designed around supporting the individuals coming to these retreats. Um, it's right. a big part of a big part of what we want to do. How many people attend? Our maximum is 35 in a, in a ceremony. Um, right. Seldom do we, do we get that high? Um, you know, in our, our, I think we're 32 people in, in, um, in October when we launched. Right. Our first one. Yeah. Well, that's tremendous. And you know, who else is doing the same type of program targeting the community? Um, I don't know that I've seen other programs like this. Um, right. It's an ayahuasca ceremony, but the 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 whole even even our, our medicine server is 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 gay. He's from from the community, so we're really trying to you know create a supportive environment 
where, where there's no judgment. Um, people can do this work. And then all of the, the workshops that we put together each day kind of help to address some of the issues that, that are that are typical, you know, um, yeah. shame, dealing with shame, uh-huh. uh, the, story, the stories we tell ourselves or the stories that we've been told about ourselves, all specifically designed for for this community. Right. So we're, we're, we're excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's fantastic. And, I, you know, I when you look at the data. The estimate is one in five is a member of the community, conservatively, but not even a fraction of that admit it. Mm-hmm. They don't admit it to themselves or anybody else. And that's that's shameful. Um, and I don't mean it on the individual. I mean, as a society, that we don't, we're not so open that it just is accepted in general. But I do love seeing the youth because they just don't care. At least the youth that I, you know, I know and of my kids' age and out, I live on the West Coast, where you are just who you are and nothing's repressed and it's just you move forward and there is no shame. There is just, I'm me and it goes forward. And But a lot of people don't get that benefit. And what you're doing is opening the door so they do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm glad to see it, it's shifting and it, it definitely is. Um, I guess some of the, the, the stats that concern me is, you know, one of the highest rates of suicide is, is gay youth. Yeah. Right? So we're not we're not out of this, um, you know, situation where people can God, no. live, you know, who they are without without shame. Right. So yeah. definitely it's more acceptable. Um, for for kids to come out earlier and and, and be more authentic, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, when when we have people coming out earlier, you know, they're less sometimes equipped, less life less of life's experiences to help them cope with with that, you know. So, yes, it's great kids are coming out earlier, and I just you know, like to see more support for for them and for the whole community. Well, they need the support around them to be able to do it, but also to be able to flourish against adversity and you know the the stat you mentioned just about the suicide rate one of the pieces that i haven't seen that i'd like to see is that mapped against geography Mm. because i'm sure that if you drill into it there's going to be higher rates in certain areas and lower rates in others and it's going to be very political uh you know politically divided but also divided based on the strength of different religious groups in different areas different areas yeah for sure yeah. Right. So there's still a, you know, there's a long way to go in, in, in progress is being made and, it, and personally just experiencing, you know, the power of, of ayahuasca, particularly with helping me become more authentic in, right. in, you know, in, in being able to live more in integrity. So it's a real positive. And so you come back from a retreat and a ceremony and, and you're able to live more authentically. How has it affected you? We ter- talked earlier a bit about business. How has it affected you in your business life in terms of what you're able to accomplish? Well, in my particular case, um... <laughs> like sometimes it's a barrier that people actually, it's like they create an anxiety disorder for themselves because they're not living the, their own life. But once those are removed, they're able, you know, and I'm not talking about your, you know, sexuality or anything else. I'm, I'm speaking actually, does it free you and liberate you? differently or make it possible for you to accomplish things that you otherwise wouldn't have 
Well, not directly related to sexuality, but certainly a part of it. For me, what I also realized in in you know ceremonies, my work with ayahuasca, is that so much of my self-worth was tied up in my business. So right. much of who I was, you know, my you know, my identity. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried not to let it be an ego-driven identity, but so much of me was still there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I realized it was all about worthiness and self-worthiness and in in seeking that. Right. Um, you know, I I put a lot of effort in in into business, a lot of effort into into my work career. And I never quite understood why. And right. then and I saw, oh, it's 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 about validation. It's about feeling worthy, mm-hmm. which was tied to being gay, you know, but but just in general. But that, know, that's no, something which most, you know, especially men are raised as being how they have to value themselves. Right. That's why I say it's not directly related to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a tie tie in there for me, but but it's not an uncommon theme. I hear it from a lot of guests. You right. Know, this, this sense of of not feeling worthy for for whatever role they're in. Yep. So I I had put a lot of my time and effort into into my business, and it was in uh, you know an ayahuasca ceremony where I made the decision to sell the company uh, and and not continue to pursue that and, right. and that would really allow me to to open reunion so for me it's certainly you know I, we would never want people to think well you're going to do an ayahuasca journey and there goes your career um, right I, you know the, the medicine doesn't you know force us in any directions it gives us options and choices in, in, in clarity so for me you know it was like you know what it's time for me to sell this and it was perfect timing um, great opportunity for for the organization that I was leaving and, and for those people and, and gave me the chance to to kind of move forward in a different direction in, in open reunion. Right. And, you know, I, I think going just back on what you said there, so many people never have the chance to reach their potential or follow their passions because they're trying to follow everybody else's expectations. And what you're describing is you actually were able to see past those constructs again and choose to do the thing you're passionate about as a result of opening your mind right. and accepting the object it was. That's the gift. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody should hope for is to be able to live doing the things they love. Right. And in my case, you know, I really am thankful for, for experiencing plant medicine because that's what opened that door for me. I, I, I wouldn't have done this, you know, I don't take credit for it on my own, although I know I've made the choices that have, you know, ultimately led me there. Right. Um, it's, it's not something that's forced upon us. I didn't ever want to give that impression, but yep. plant medicine for me just, just brought a clarity um, mm-hmm. and an understanding as to why I was making some choices for my life and some things that, you know, didn't serve me. Why was I putting in such, such a long work week? Um, right. If it's to prove worthiness, and, and I don't have that same need to prove that anymore, perhaps I can let it go. And, and, and that's the journey with medicine. Yeah. Now, you chose ayahuasca. There are, you know, there are the plant medicines that people turn to. Have you looked and considered any of the others? Or, and why do you stick with ayahuasca over any other? At Reunion, we do uh, ayahuasca and psilocybin. Okay. So we do two different plant medicines. Um, we, we don't go beyond that scope because there's an area, you know, there, there's a certain level of experience and in, in expertise, if that's the right word of, of working with different medicines. Right. So by focusing on, on ayahuasca, 
in, in, in psilocybin, we're really able to bring a team together of facilitators that, that have a long history of, of working with those particular with those particular substances. I was going to say plants, but of course, mushrooms are not a plant. So in, in the traditional sense of plant medicine. So with, with ayahuasca and with, with psilocybin, that's where we focus. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Um, because they definitely, I mean, psilocybin, the power and the benefits are just incredible as well. And it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, people have different, different paths, different medicines, different, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I look back and I go, how did I ever end up doing this? You know, people said, did I choose ayahuasca? You know, the question is, did I choose that or did, did ayahuasca choose me? However it got there, I'm still, I'm still grateful. Yeah, no, and, and you should be. And, you know, I think there's so much for people to learn about the benefits of all the various plant medicines. And I know there's the there's going to be the dose conference coming up in the spring of uh, next year down in Phoenix. It's going to be incredibly educational for people. Um, and it's something which, you know, people can go and explore all the different uh, paths and then choose which one's right for them. Because, right. again, it's, you know, we're all unique and our path to truth will be unique as well. Yes, for sure. We're launching actually a facilitator training program early in the year. Um, because one of the things that we've seen is people are are wanting to work with these different medicines, with these different psychedelics. Um, and, and there's very limited places where they can actually go and have a practical working with. Right. So it, there's a lot of great courses on, on facilitation uh, programs. It's to get that practical experience, sitting with the medicine, sitting with, with another guest or sitting with a, with, with a client, you know, um, on medicine. So in 2024, we're, we're launching a facilitation training program that'll include all the different medicines, ketamine, psilocybin, MDMA, um, the opportunity to come and work with them on site at reunion will be either with ayahuasca or, or psilocybin. Oh yeah. No, that, no, that's, that's fantastic. Actually, we just had a guest on uh, very recently who's doing a training program around, uh, they're doing a study on MDMA and, and they're doing a training program on, uh, I, let me double check my notes uh, as we're speaking, but on uh, psilocybin-based um, uh, therapy. Uh, Dr. Ingmar Gorman was on recently with regards to that. And because um, Oregon's moved forward quite heavily with regards to certification. And, you know, that's something which ties in. We had a, another guest on a few weeks ago who was running a ayahuasca church in florida because it was the way in which they could offer retreats with it in state was by structuring a church around it so you that became the ceremony right um but you know there's a lot of people who are interested in getting involved but they do need that training how long does it take and what's involved the program that we're going to be running is a, is a full year um, mm -hmm. you can sign up for various components i mean you know a four six or or full year program, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you how deep you want to get involved in, in, in the space, right? So some people just want to be able to sit uh, in the space and support, you know, when you need to go for the, the full year. Uh, right. Others want to, you know, be able to go all the way through and sit and, and talk to the client, everything from the music to, you know, how, how to interact, um, all, all the different components that's that's so important to working with these with these medicines. Particularly with reunion too, we like to be able to introduce, and that's the benefit of coming to the property, is the ceremonial aspect of, of psychedelic therapy. 
right? A lot of what's occurring in the U.S. right now, we'll, we'll, a lot of that will be a one-on-one, you know, the, the therapist and, and, and the patient or the, the, the therapist and the client. What we also want to focus on is, is the aspect of community healing, um, coming together in a group. And that, I mean, that goes back to how they used to, you know, historically do work with, with these medicines coming, coming out of the Amazon. You know, it wasn't a one-on-one practice. It was, right. it was in, in community. You know, so I think what we've seen or I've certainly seen at Reunion is there's a power of to heal in community with 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 another guest that's maybe going through something very similar that helps me relate or going through something so different um, than my own experience that it that it still helps me uh, you know, through my process. So, you know, there's something about coming together with with 20 or, or 30 other people uh, to, to do this work. That, that brings a dynamic that's that's really powerful. No, that is powerful, and you know that's that's an excellent point in terms of when you're doing it in a with a community of others and observing and learning what they're going through. It also opens your mind and teaches you perspective on what you're dealing with. Yeah, well, we had a guest that shared not too long ago that the you know as a as a young as a young guy he was sexually molested, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not an uncommon story, but certainly no. it's, it's, you know, it's not something usually that we freely share, right? Right. Um, be, you know, because we grow up thinking, um, you know, there's something wrong with us or, you know, this isn't something that we want to share. But it was really interesting, you know, to observe how that struck a chord for others to kind of just be a little bit more open and, and go a little more deeper in, in into their own process. Yeah, no, it would, because so often for people who suffer, you know, that form of abuse in particular you have the shame around it you've been told to hide it but you think you participated and not that you were the victim and because you therefore have a a huge layer of shame and fear and self-loathing because how could you put yourself in that position whereas you were a victim and you know it's i'm doing some talks with regards to some of the related topics and you know if you break your arm as a child and you fall you fall off a wall and break your arm you go to the doctor and they put in a cast and everybody can look and say oh you broke your arm and yeah i fell and they'll tease you and you know buy you an ice cream right but if your arm was broken by a parent or somebody else in a position of trust and you're told you fell that's what you tell everybody and you start burying it and you can't you can't bring yourself to confront the torment of that person in a position of trust affected you and the same thing for somebody who suffers sexual abuse right it's inevitably a position in a person of trust in some way allowed it to happen and that's a horrific thing for anybody to confront right well, so many times, at least in my own case, you know, when, when things happened, I took it as my fault. You know, yep. what that was. it was my fault. I, I was gay. It was my fault that I wasn't working hard enough. It was it, it was me, you know, yep. and, and again, plant medicines or psychedelics just allow us that perspective like you mentioned earlier to, to kind of yep. to, to see with more clarity what you're talking about. You know, yep. this isn't my fault if, if, uh-huh. if something was done to me uh, at a certain age, yet I'm dealing with the consequences. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's a very common out, outcome of anybody who's been abused in any way. And there's a there's a fascinating study in the States called the ACE study, which broke it down to, you know, a lot, I think 11 different categories of things that happened to you before your teen years. 
and the adverse childhood experiences and how they form you through the rest of your life. And you do blame yourself for the abuse. And then you continue to blame yourself for things that are completely unrelated because that's the pattern. That's and it's pattern. a, right. And it's a horrible, it affects us in, and we fight against, we fight against on some levels, but in others, it impacts us greatly. Yeah. And that's what, in my experience, these plant medicines can help us do break, break the pattern, be aware of the pattern, mm -hmm. you know, just the awareness that this is what I'm doing to myself, yeah. you know, that I've been telling myself the same story my entire life. Like why, you know, just, just that awareness is, 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 you know, that's where it begins. Yeah, you know? it, it does. And awareness is the only, when you get awareness is the only time you can start confronting and dealing with the problems and coming to correct your life going forward. Yeah. Um, Brad, we are out of time for today. Yeah. I'd, I'd like nice to thank to you. you for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. And for people who want to go and check out Reunion Costa Rica, learn about the program, hopefully visit or one of the many, how should they reach you and how should they reach Reunion? Yeah, the best way is through our website, reunionexperience.org. Um, we're in Costa Rica and Guanacaste. Um, people can book a discovery call with us or search our website for more information. Uh, whatever we can do to assist. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with you again. I'm Richard Zwicky.